Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Episode 105 is upon us in the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, so thank you so much for coming and being with us all this time, and I actually think this is the two-year anniversary now, so I think it's about now. I think we started on the 17th. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, and this is the 13th, but anyway. Time um, flies when you're having fun. It does. So anyway, thank you for the two-year Two years with us. So a uh, lot of listening to us. A lot of listening. Sure. And people continue to listen. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And it's, <laughs> it's a, a flat miracle. Out miracle. And uh, so I appreciate when they go out on Facebook and Twitter and text and phone calls and snail mail, snail as we mail. talked about last week. Snail mail. Um, that uh, can get the word out about uh, the Connecting Faith to Life podcast and just helping people connect their lives with what the Word of God says. It's important. It makes such an impact, it makes a difference in lives every single day. And this one we're going to talk about today, what we're going to talk about today makes huge impact on our Mm. everyday lives. Mm. And I think we, we underestimate the power of spiritual gifts Yeah, and uh, the impact that God, when he gave us these gifts, what he did for them, uh, for us through them and what he does for his church and what he does for the kingdom of God as a whole. So uh, I'm excited to hear about uh, spiritual gifts today and looking forward to it. Absolutely. Hey, you going to the beach this summer? I have only been once. Once, I, that's it? I, I am a beach baby, man. I, I, I grew up on the beach, and uh, it's just been a weird, weird, weird time. <laughs> so, you don't go on vacation to the beach, though, right? Because you live by the beach. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind, but no. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. If, you if, don't go on vacation my, a whole lot, do you? Are y'all going anywhere this summer? We're trying to. We're Where are you really going? trying to. I don't know. Yeah. We might go to the mountains. We might do the, uh, where, you know, the Billy Graham we might yeah, do that whole nice. thing. That's nice. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how We're it going works. to New Orleans again. Wow, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's surprising. It's surprising, isn't it? Now, if you're listening, you don't know my, my oh, in-laws me. live in New Orleans, and I love my in-laws. I really do. And I'm going there again to see them. You paused a little too long on that, brother. <laughs> I want you to know that. We call it visitation, not vacation. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, we, we would like to go see our kids and all that stuff. Have it's you ever been to New happen. Orleans in July or August? Uh, no. It is the worst place in the world. Not. Worst place in the world. It's like brutally hot. It like is it brutally is. hot. People think Charleston's hot. No, you need to take a field trip with me to New Orleans. No, I have been to Houston. I have been to Houston It's in not the as hot. It's not as hot. I'm Even telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm okay. telling you. New Orleans is the armpit of America. Did you know that? Yeah, you can see it. It's yes, right it's there. The armpit it's right under the arm. It is hot and sweaty. So there's no I'm just, doubt. I'm just telling you, man. I mean, just being down there on the bayou and all that, that humidity. Oh my goodness. You walk outside at like 730 in the morning. And it's already 99 degrees with 105% humidity. I mean, you, it, it is, you have to have gills to live there. Mm. So COVID was a blessing to most of those people. So they had excuse to stay in air conditioning. I, I guess. I don't know. They shut down son, pretty hard there. Yeah. My son didn't complain a bit about the heat. So oh, I, mean, was, I think they were inside just hot, about the whole time. Terribly hot down there. So, yeah, in-laws in August in New Orleans, it's going to be an exciting vacation. Well, 
you have a way of making it exciting for your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all go get the, the we snow do stuff. cones. Snowballs, the yeah, snow cones. Snowballs, yeah. that's what they call them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and New Orleans, they have the best ones in the world. Yeah, last year, you know, we went last year. and Did you uh, get one? Did you get snowball? They were all closed, man. We couldn't get one. So, because of COVID, we couldn't get yeah, anything. They, you know, they, they do the um the, the ice. It's, it's that sh- finely shaved mm. ice, and it, it just makes all the difference in the world, you know? I have heard. I and have heard. I, I have not lived till I've had a snowball. You've been to Pelican Snowballs here? Pelican Snowballs in Charleston? I, I have been by it. I've never, right. I've they, never they, stopped. That, that's, they, they, they pride themselves on having New Orleans style, uh, style snowballs, well, which they do. They're pretty close. They're pretty then. close. But they're so expensive. Mm. Like, you know, New Orleans, you got all, you've got snowball stands. And when I moved there, you know, whenever it was, back in the early 2000s, it just ama- I, I had no idea that snowballs were like this big thing but mm-hmm. in new orleans snowballs are huge like there's snowball stands everywhere you get this big humongous snowball for like a couple bucks i mean wow. it's, it's and it's and it's like going to baskin robbins there's a thousand different flavors you can sure. choose from i mean it's just it's awesome it's awesome so yeah there is that so well, now, good. I, you just got me excited about going to new orleans thanks pops so let's segue to spiritual gifts now i want to talk about beignets now Okay, cool. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Let's go. Well, we got some important things to talk about. Today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts, which is awesome. About as awesome as a snowball. I would even say more. Yeah, you're I probably would go right. ahead. I you're would go ahead and right. say you're that. You're probably right. Snowballs are, are a close second, though. <laughs> okay, we'll take it, brother. All right. Well, we're, today we're going to be talking about three questions uh, about spiritual giftedness that we yeah. can answer. And uh, we, of course, we're not going to be exhaustive in this. We're going to try to do our best to help you understand what spiritual gifts are and yep. how to use them and all yep. those things. So let's start with number one question, which is, what is a spiritual gift? Yeah, so we're talking about this because uh, we haven't talked about this in a while. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think for many uh, believers, uh, we we know that there's this thing called a spiritual gift, but mm-hmm. oftentimes we don't know exactly what a spiritual gift and we don't what, what a spiritual gift is. And we don't know exactly what our spiritual gift is and we don't know how to use our spiritual mm-hmm. gift. And then we start reading the Bible and we get all confused. Mm-hmm. Because you read, for example, in First Corinthians, where we have uh, you know, probably the most extensive yeah. treatment of spiritual gifts, and it's wild. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, uh, some of the spiritual gifts you understand, like, okay, evangelism, I get that, or, you know, prayer, okay, I get that, or wisdom, okay. But then you get, like, into the gifts of tongues, like, what mm-hmm. in the world is that, and the gifts of healings. And, yeah. and so there will be some Christians that, that really uh, would say, well, those don't exist at all. And then there are, you know, some of us have gone to churches where, well, they're used quite a bit. And, and so we have some confusion there. And I think because uh, these, what, what I would call more, more miraculous uh, gifts uh, are 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 in in those lists. Uh, we we kind of just stand back because we don't understand those and say, ah, let's just kind of forget this whole spiritual gift thing altogether because it's just kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. And so I want us to kind of think through uh, just the significance of spiritual gifts because if you are a follower of Jesus, if you've placed your faith in Christ, the Spirit of God lives inside of you, and the Spirit of God has gifted mm-hmm. you for His service. So you need to understand what a spiritual gift is, and and you need to understand how to discover yours and use it effectively. And so just understanding, and you know this, Trey, just understanding that that a spiritual gift is not the same as a natural ability. And I think there's a huge confusion on yeah. that. My spiritual gift is swinging a ball bat. You know, that's just where God has gifted me. And that might be a gift, but it's a talent that God <laughs> right, has gifted. Right, right. It's not the spiritual. Right. Gift. There, there are natural abilities or skills that you've mm-hmm. developed that, that, that sometimes might be related 
it's your spiritual gift, mm-hmm. but but it's not your spiritual gift. So so you know my my talent, my 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 ability that that I do think is God given is the ability to play the piano. I'm mm-hmm. a pretty decent musician. I started developing that skill when I was a young child, uh, but that's not my spiritual gift, mm-hmm. right? When when I became a believer, God implanted in me a spiritual giftedness. Yes. My spiritual giftedness, my primary spiritual giftedness is is teaching. I have the spiritual gift of teaching. Is is that related to my natural ability of playing the piano? Well, not really, you know? I mean, um, I, I think there's some connection there. I think because God allowed me to develop that that ability of playing piano, that because of that, I've never been a fearful of being on stage. Mm. I've been on stage my whole life. And so being in front of people and, and talking, I don't have a lot of stage fright because, you know, for all my life, I, I've been on mm-hmm. the stage, if you will. And so I can see how God used that natural ability uh, to prepare me for the role he had for me in using my spiritual gift. Yeah, so I, I can see a connection there, but there are two different things. One is an ability I, I, I've developed and I think it's a God given ability in a sense, but it's not the same as a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is that, that supernatural ability that God gives mm-hmm. a believer uh, when that believer becomes a, a child of God. Amen. You see? Yeah, so, that makes so, sense. So listen, I mean, so you think about it, I mean, um, you think about uh, there are probably people listening that you 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 have uh, the gift, or the ability to cook a really good meal, mm. and and, and, and I God. thank God for you absolutely <laughs> right. Praise God for that, and and you enjoy having people in your home, and you enjoy feeding them. Mm. Yeah, that's good. But that may not be your spiritual. You might have the spiritual gift of hospitality. I was going to say that and could that ability, very well work yeah, together. That, that, that ability to cook a good meal might be re- related to that spiritual gift. But cooking that good meal is not your spiritual giftedness. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It might be related. It might not be. You might be able to cook a good meal. But you don't have the spiritual gift of hospitality. Is something so, so I'm saying, you see what I'm saying? So there might be some connectedness there. Uh, there might not be. Mm-hmm. That spiritual gift, though, it is it is that that. Um, ability that God has given you, that gift that God has given you at the moment of salvation that you cultivate uh, as you grow in Christ and then use for his ministry. And one pastor, he, he, he defines spiritual giftedness this way, and I, I thought this was help, helpful. He said that a spiritual gift is an unusual effectiveness and a responsibility uh, given to all believers, given by the Holy Spirit when you surrender your life to Jesus. Mm. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, just to kind of help you when you when you look at the Bible, uh, the Bible does not give us an exhaustive exhaustive list mm-hmm. of spiritual gifts. You see some lists, for example, in First Corinthians chapter twelve, um, Romans chapter twelve, 12 as well, yeah. uh, over in First Peter, yeah. uh, Ephesians chapter four. Mm-hmm. So you see some some different list of spiritual gifts, but we don't have one place in Scripture where you have all the gifts of the spirit listed out. Mm-hmm. So just, just know that, that the, the list we have in scripture are partial lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 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 but obviously scripture is where we go to understand what the spiritual gifts are and, and, uh, and how we can use them. Uh, but so, so, so good question there. So if it's not in the Bible, then what, uh, somebody come up and said, I have the spiritual gift of talking on microphones and we say, well, that's <laughs> not really in the Bible. And they say, yeah, but that's, that's the gift that God's given. Yeah, that's a good and question. I'm being, I'm being a little silly yeah. here, but I, I do want, I, I, how do you say this? Again, it goes back to the skills versus the talents. Yeah. Like somebody once told me they have the gift of gab, Yeah, you know, and that's their spiritual gift, which I, well, you while, know, when I say we don't have an exhaustive list, 
I think scripture is exhaustive, if that makes any sense. So when you look at, at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that is not a list mm-hmm. of all the spiritual gifts. It's a list of some of them. When you look at Ephesians 4, it's not a list, list of all the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. It's a list of some of them. But when you combine the different lists together mm-hmm. that you have, then you probably have a pretty good treatment of the spiritual. Are there more spiritual gifts uh, than, than what are presented in, in the scripture, in the totality of scripture? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but maybe not. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think you have a good idea of what the spiritual gifts are when you take those different lists and you, you put them all together. You see what I'm saying? I even had a pastor uh, give me uh, some of the gifts and he wrote them out. And one of the things he went, he went back to the Old Testament mm. when they were building the temple. Yeah, I've seen and guys some do that of, as Some well. of the, you know, things that they were gifted by God to do yeah. in a spe- on a special assignment sort of thing. Yeah, I, maybe so. I don't know. Here's what we know, though, that, that that the spiritual gift, what it is, is a supernatural ability given to you when you surrender your life in Jesus and, 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 to, and to give you a, an unusual effectiveness in a particular area. There's an empowerment. An empowerment. That Absolutely. you get when you use your, your spiritual gift. And I experience that. On Sunday mornings when I, when I preach the Word of God, I can... I can like feel, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe it. Other than I can feel that empowerment. I can, mm-hmm. I can sense God I know what working you mean. through me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And when you, whatever your spiritual giftedness is, when you're using it for the kingdom, mm-hmm. you can sense that you can sense the power of the spirit working through you to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. So we got to move though. All right. So we ask, what is a spiritual gift? Number two, how do you discover your spiritual yeah, gifts? Because this is probably I think a, this is where people struggle, yeah, right? Yeah. Because we, I think most of us who are followers of Jesus, we know there are spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. but then we ask the question, well, how do I know what mine is? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, if you are at Northwood, if you go through our new members, um, class if you, before you join our church, we, we take time. You actually teach it yeah, about spiritual yeah. gifts and we, we, um, we have a good time with it in yeah, that class And, and we do like a little inventory. You can go mm-hmm. and answer some questions online and it, it lists what your spiritual gift may be. But an inventory really isn't the, no. the primary way to discover what your spiritual gift is. It gives you a good idea maybe and it gives you something to talk some about. Direction, think some direction, I think, direction. or leadership. Exactly yeah. right. But, but you know, really when you think about discovering your spiritual gift, it's, mm-hmm. it's getting along with God and, mm-hmm. and asking for God to help you to, to know how he's gifted you. It's, it's, it's experimenting. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, I mean. Wow. God really yeah, used me there. What I, what I think, man, the more you get involved in ministry, mm. the more you are going to discover exactly how God has wired you. You, you, you know, you know it's, it's lead, I'm going to take that step of faith and I'm going to lead that small group. Mm-hmm. And you might find out by leading that small group that you have the spiritual gift of teaching. I was going to say, all of a sudden you say, wow, I, really I didn't even that. know I, I could God do that. Me. And you <laughs> might find out real quickly you don't have that spiritual gift. That was a that was a flop. That's not where I'm gifted. Mm-hmm. And, and then you move on and you try something else. You go on that you know, um, short-term mission trip. Mm. And then you find out, well, maybe my spiritual giftedness, it, it is, it is kind of a missionary gifting, mm-hmm. right? They have really have a heart and a passion for the nations you see. And so it's, it's getting in there, I think, and just doing as much ministry as possible. And as you do that ministry, I mean, you're, you're going to, um, discover where God has gifted you. And, 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 uh, you're, you're, you're going to find out that that spiritual giftedness sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes like we talked about earlier, it, it is kind of the confluence, the coming together of, of your, your abilities, you know, what you're passionate about and, uh, you know, affirmation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, it might be connected to an ability you already have. It might not be, it might be connected to a passion you have. It might not be, but, but here's what I do know that whatever your spiritual giftedness is, when you start exercising that spiritual giftedness, uh, you're going to be affirmed in that. And that's why you have to be in ministry. Yeah. I think to really find out which, what your spiritual giftedness yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, if you just, it's not to consume it upon ourselves. And I think so often we think, you know, this helps me in 
yeah. with my. Yeah. It's not me, my, and mine. It's about them it's and about the mine. world and the yeah. nations yeah. and the people. It's it's about serving the church. You know, that's yeah. how you're gifted. Yeah. So, so I know for me, and you can probably say the same thing, Trey, that when I began to really uh, use my spiritual gift of teaching and preaching, mm-hmm. I got affirmation. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and in those early days before I became a pastor, as I was, you know, maybe just teaching a Bible study here and there, or people would say, man, that, that really helped me. Have you ever thought about being a pastor? Maybe God could use you as a pastor of a local church. And so that affirmation that I got from the body of Christ gave me that desire. I mean, God used that to, to, to lead me to that, that, that calling mm-hmm. of pastoring a local church. And so all I'm saying is, man, the more you get in there and try and experiment, the more you're going to discover. And as you discover how God has gifted you, you're going to get affirmation as God's using you. And you're going to say, yep, that's it. That's, that's how I'm gifted. I'm gifted in the area of generosity or whatever the case may be. I, I've discovered it because I've been in ministry and I see how God's using me. And uh, now, now we say that. Okay. So, so we've got to be careful though, mm. uh, because um, um, we can't use um, this as an excuse. What I mean by that is this, um, there is a spiritual giftedness of evangelism. Mm-hmm. There are some people that, man, they're it, just, I mean, they tear it up. Them. They tear it up. Yep, and and it just seems like if, if they look wow. at someone the right way, they come to faith in Jesus Christ. And you know what I'm saying? There's <laughs> yes. just those people that are, are supernaturally gifted in evangelism. Think Billy Graham here. Right, you know, absolutely. So, and there's some people that are supernaturally gifted in the area of prayer mm-hmm. that, that they just have the ability to come before God. And it just seems like every time they pray, Man, just things happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, really so there does. are people that have those spiritual giftedness, those areas of spiritual giftedness. But that that doesn't mean you can't say, well, I, you know, I, I just can't pray a lot because that's just not my area of giftedness. Yeah, I'm gonna or, leave it to those. Yeah, people. or I, I just I just can't share the gospel because that's not my area of giftedness. No, no those things are responsibilities that we all have. We all have responsibilities to to pray to seek the face of God. We all have the responsibility mm-hmm. to share the gospel. We all have the responsibility to, to, to live wisely, mm-hmm. but understanding that there are those people that God has supernaturally gifted that are, that are especially effective in those areas. And, 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 and you know what Paul says in, in, in Corinthians, Paul says, man, you need a desire the greater those gifts. greater gifts. Yeah, so yeah. you think about, um, while, while right now, um, you might not, uh, have the spiritual gift of evangelism, mm. right? You can pray, God, make me a more effective evangelist, mm-hmm. right? Course, you might yeah. not have the spiritual gift of teaching, but you can pray, God, help me to be a better teacher and communicator of your word. You see? Well, I used to say, you know, I'm not gifted in service, so I don't have to serve. You well, know, I'm going to preach. I'm going to, I'm not going to serve. And God convicted me of that because I, I, I actually heard a preacher talk about G, he had one, God had one son and he made yeah. him a servant. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, we got to serve, yeah, you know, absolutely. regardless of whether absolutely. it's our gift or not. Absolutely. So all those things work together. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about uh, the third question. And that is this, how do I use my spiritual gift? Yeah. Yeah. So first you need to dedicate to the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right. I, mean, I think it just starts Amen there, right? That. that you say, okay, God did not gift you for you. Right. He did not give you a spiritual gift. So you could say, man, look, I've got this amazing ability to teach the Bible. I've got this amazing ability to Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. He gave you that gift uh, for the the purpose of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, know, Paul talks about this in first Corinthians 12, how, you know, the entire body of Christ is gifted. Mm -hmm. Right. 
for the sake of the body. Yes. And for the sake of the glory of Christ in this world. And so, so that, that spiritual giftedness, man, you listen, you are robbing your local church. Amen. Wow. That's if you a good are not way to say it. Gift, using your spiritual giftedness within the local church. Mm-hmm. And here's why I know that in our congregation, there are people who are extremely gifted mm. by the spirit, but yet Sunday after Sunday, are just kind of sitting on that gift and not using it. Mm. And just think how much more effective your local church could be if you got off your rear, right? Mm-hmm. And began to use that spiritual gift that God's given you. So it's dedicating it to the Lord. God, I, I've got this gift that you've given me. You've, you've, you've empowered me with it. I'm, I'm going to use it for your glory in the local church, for the sake of your kingdom. I'm going to use it. So it starts with dedicating it and it's developing. I mean, it's, it's like a muscle. Trey, I, I believe that, that God has given me the spiritual gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much work I've had to do over the years to become an effective teacher of God's word? <laughs> well, number one, you have you know PhD, but uh, right? I mean, you know, just that alone. But I just say, I mean, so along it's, along it's, as it's well. not like you know. I, I, I firm, I'm firmly convinced that God has given me the spiritual gift of teaching, mm-hmm. but it's not like I woke up one day and I was just this awesome, amazing expositor of God's word. Now, I've got a long way to go to be an awesome, amazing expositor of God's word. I'm growing, but that growth has taken a lot of of. Um, Work and work time and, and effort. Time and effort. Yeah. I know the gift that God has given me. And so I'm going to work really hard to develop that gift so I can use it to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. empowered by the Spirit for the glory of God. And so that's why I did, for me anyway, uh, a PhD in preaching because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn. I, You know, a lot of guys, they go to, to uh, school and they go to seminary and they go get a PhD because they want to be an academic. They want to be a professor. And that's fine because mm-hmm. I think God calls people, obviously, of to course. serve yeah. in seminaries and to be professors. I had no desire and still have no desire. I mean, I get to do some professing over at CSU on a part-time basis, but I have no desire to be a full-time professor. I knew that my calling was to the local church and to pastor the local church. And I wanted to be the best pastor preacher I could be. And Mm so, I mean, I spent, you know, um, years Mm -hmm. in an educational setting because I wanted to learn as much as I could um, about preaching and how to be better at it. And so I did that because I, I believe that was my calling. And so I dedicated that. Uh, and and, and I'm, I'm not the only one. There's lots of guys like me yep. who, who spend hours and hours each week studying and mm-hmm. praying because they want to use their gift effectively. It's not Amen. like you have the spiritual gift, you just wake up, man, I, I can use it, you know, really. You have to develop it. You have that spiritual gift of evangelism. Mm-hmm. You have to develop that gift, you, you know, looking for, uh, for, for opportunities to use that gift and, 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 and reading about great evangelists of the past and getting the trainings and all the those things that that's important to help you develop that gift whatever your gift is god's giving you that gift but you still have to cooperate with the work of the spirit within you and you have to develop that gift it's like it's like working out a muscle right the more you work out that muscle the stronger you become and the same with spiritual giftedness the more you work on developing that gift the more effective you become in using that gift and i would say you know just because of your age it's not like oh well now i'm in my 60s i'm giving up on that mm-hmm. you know even now we work with our, our um, young young preachers yeah. And me getting in there and getting involved with them and, and having words to say and share and what I've been through and all those things. And then hearing back, mm, mm. I've learned. Yeah, I've absolutely. learned over the over this year, over these, uh, I guess, it's been two years now. How long have we been doing it? But anyway, yeah. the point is, is that you never you never quit. It's never, well, I'm old enough. I don't need any more. It's, it, you know, and I'm saying this for our, us mature believers, yeah. you know, keep on going, man. Keep it moving. That's so, right. That's right. So amen. think about dedicating your gifts to God. Uh, developing your gift mm-hmm. and just finally deploying your gift. Oh, We've already boy. talked about this. That's, just, just use but it. But that's the big one. That is the big one. Use and, it. 
And, and so, so again, this goes back to that discovery. I mean, for some of us, it really, we're really in that discovery mm-hmm. phase of kind of figuring out how God has gifted me. But what, once you have discovered it, just starting to use it, even if you don't feel like you're the best at it, the more you use it, the more you grow in it, mm-hmm. the less you use it, the more ineffective you become in what God has uh, gifted you in. And so just, you know, and you think about in, in our local church, if, if, if you know that, and it might not be as developed yet as you want to be, but if you know you have that gift of evangelism or that gift of prayer, that gift of discernment and wisdom, that gift of hospitality, that gift of service, whatever it is, just just ask us, mm. hey, what's, what's the best place in this church that I can use this. I like that. Yeah. How can I best you? Cause we would love to help you discover that place mm. where you can most effectively use your spiritual giftness. And then, and then for us, that that's really what we want. Mm-hmm. We, we want you to use the gift that God has given you mm-hmm. effectively. And we will do whatever we can to help you find that place to use it. Well, mm-hmm. and it might take a few tries. Exactly. And be okay with that. You can be gifted, you know, in a certain area, but not gifted in the ministry that you start getting. Let's, yeah. let's say that you're a teacher, but you say, I want to teach children. You get in and say, well, no, that's not really for thing. me. Okay, yeah. well, let's find out where. Yeah, let's you you know? plug into adult, uh, you know, Life Connection Group right. or, or some other ministries that are going. So right. it's, again, and, and it's, again, knowing that it's that, all about getting out there. And knowing that, you know, over time, God might determine to use that spiritual giftedness mm-hmm in different contexts. Of course. And I haven't talked to you about this, Trey, but I need to talk to you about it because it, 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 it uh, has to do with one of your um, uh, Life Connection Group leaders who sure. came to me this past week and said, man, I've been, I've been leading my group for a long time, but I really want to move to this area of ministry using my life, my teaching. They talked they talk to me. Oh, good. I'm glad. Well, but <laughs> I, when you told me, I was like, man, that is awesome. Yeah. Great. I, Praise tickled. the Lord. We, yeah. We, awesome. So it's okay to, uh, in, in certain seasons. Actually, we, we encourage that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I encourage that. Absolutely. But for you, what we want you to do is just know that God has gifted you and we want to see you use that giftedness well for his kingdom and for his Amen. glory. Amen. Well, Pastor, I think this has been a great way to look at spiritual gifts. And you can go on our church website Mm -hmm. and uh, do our spiritual gifts inventory. It'll send you an email back, and then you have to link back. We we can't send you a direct link, so you have to go to our our church website to do it. But, um, you know, you can start the process right right. there, and it's a good way to do it. And I will say, I'll put a plug in for our Connect Northwood class. Uh, We have an entire session that we dedicate to spiritual gifts, and we have a big time doing it. It's fun, and uh, we have a fun way to talk about it. And uh, so if you would like to know, come to our our Connect Northwood class. Expanded edition. We'd love to have you. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Pastor, we'll close us out and uh, get us ready for next week. All right. Well, we do hope that today's episode has been helpful for you. And we hope that you'll go ahead right now and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Uh, Also, leave us a five-star review if you enjoy what you're listening to. That helps us get the word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.